Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to um, our podcast. It's uh, Off Point at 30, and uh, we are Les Steed and Marlon White. And this is a show where we talk about, um, well, we've just hit 30, and we talk about the things that kind of, that we found in life as we grew up, um, or didn't grow up, according to some people. Mm. My girlfriend, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, okay, so, hey, she loves me, she has to. Um, okay, but today what we thought we'd do something a bit different, because normally we have like a big topic and then we kind of go off point. Um, but we thought, because um, to be honest with you, cutting all of that through and the idea of having an hour and a half to listen through can be a bit unappealing sometimes. Uh, we try and make something... The nightmare in editing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, Marlon has to spend days and days and I just can't be asked. Um, but like, I'm a talking head. God help me. Uh, like, uh, but yeah, like some of us have jobs that work nights and days now, apparently, Marlon. Um, okay, so yeah. Um, but what we... Well, today's idea is um, I got drunk the other day and started writing things that worry me. And um, so we're just going to knock them out and debate... About them. So, do you want to start with the first one? No. No, tough <laughs> shit. Um, okay, so, uh, first thing that was like, bothering me, like when, you know, bothering what I call drunklers, was um, first thing, how much my dog respects me. Because I've realised that owning a jo- dog, owning a dog, uh, well, you know, um, owning a dog sucks. Because, like, okay, firstly, they're adorable, lovely, but I've realised that you spend, like, owning a dog is basically like saying, I want to spend at least 20 minutes of my day looking for a green, f- green ball that's all muddy in a muddy green field with an animal looking at me, waiting for me, and then nagging me about the thing that it lost. I find the whole owning a dog weird, that where people treat dogs like better than, than, than how they would treat a human yeah. being. And I find that really weird. I'm not, as you can tell, I'm probably, I'm, I hate dogs. I don't like dogs. Don't like really Dude, animals. You're going to lose half of our people. Stop saying it now. <laughs> yeah, I don't really like dogs. So, um, yeah, I don't understand it. The whole cleaning up after them, the whole like, I'm just, like we like don't get me wrong. I've had dogs like I lived out in Jamaica for about two years, and yeah. I've had dogs. And I've I've loved I've loved loved dogs, but I mean, for me, they serve a purpose more. Like you keep yeah. them outside, they keep guard them outside. Your, yeah, keep them outside. They what? guard your land, but like you know, I'm not really into. Mine's a Welsh Collie. Like, it's not going to like guard anything. Yeah. It's going to guard like I don't know. It's got a thing against foxes. Yeah. It just will at four in the morning definitely tell everyone there's a fox. Yeah, I'm not going to be hugged up with a dog. <laughs> no, I, I find that a bit weird actually. I think that there is sort of this line of like yeah. sort of where loving your pet is loving your pet, and then it's when they. I think it's when they get into bed with you and you yeah. start and like people who kiss dogs are weird. I don't. Yeah. I don't get on it. the mouth. I mean, I'm not into kink shaming yeah. or anything like that. But I think yeah, there needs to be a line between pet and like yeah and you, child. Like, yeah, you, yeah, it's pet and child. You like. You should probably have a kid maybe yeah I mean, like, <laughs> if you've got a pet that's sort of like because you know i've got a cat and a dog yeah. and, like don't get me wrong like, it's kind of cute when the cat comes along and like cuddles up and this morning i had my head in this pillow like that and i'm just like peeking through and this little cat face comes through like and i was like oh you're adorable but it's also four in the morning so fuck off yeah um yeah but um so what the thing was that i was worried about was respect is how much my dog respects me because I was on a walk the why, other day. Why, why do you care if your dog respects you? Well, because otherwise they don't do what you say. But then, do you have to be too strict on them or not? And it's like a parenting worry, which yeah. is really weird. It's like, you know, you want your dog to sort of do as it's told occasionally. But at the same time, I don't want to stifle its creativity. Um, you know, I don't want this dog to feel like... I think if you do if you do have a pet, it definitely needs to do as it's told. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But like not like sort of super strictly so that... I mean, like she's not allowed upstairs, for example. You just, need to, say, you just need to say the word and they're like sat down. That's all, that's how yeah but like what if they're like done get a new pet get a new pet so yeah. you just throw out any dog that doesn't meet the sort of intelligence yeah. quota yeah. you haven't thought this one through have you 
much. You know, I mean, like, you can tell like, I'm not a dog person. Yeah, like, I mean, like, because I mean, like, because cats, they don't necessarily do as they're told unless they're hungry, in which case they will definitely follow you to their bowl because they're yeah. more or less manipulating you. Um, apparently, cats have actually evolved to have a. Um, to sound like crying babies, which is fucked up when you think about it. Like, I mean, that's like evolutionary, like manipulation. That's mm. fucking weird. Like, when you consider it, I mean, that, what other animal has has evolved to manipulate people? That's, that's, that's interesting. They did. A, I saw a test a few years ago between cats and dogs, and like, like I think dogs are like turned out to be the more more loyal animal. Cats oh, kind of cats kind of go whoever they're feeding them. They don't really care. Wait, yeah. you, I think a, a dog is like they had a, they had a little test where like the owner of the dog kind of left the room, and the dog like they kind of distracted it with something like a ball. The dog's really into the ball, but afterwards, like, where's my owner? Where? Oh. Where? A cat's like moved on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> moved on. Like, forgot about. Yeah, oh, again, who? Like, the maintenance is so much less because, like, I don't know that I don't feel. T- I mean, I feel guilty if I leave the cat alone for like longer than twenty four hours. Yeah. But like, if I left a dog in the house for twenty four hours, I'm going back to a heap of shit. Yeah. I really am. That dog's going to tear my house apart. <laughs> like, there's no way that's going well. I mean, like, mine's yeah. a proper dog. Like, it's a Welsh Collie. Yeah. But also, like, I don't understand little teeny tiny dogs. Like, there's no point. Like, why don't you just buy a rabbit that's, mm. that, you know, because rabbits don't yap. They're rat dogs. Yeah, like, there's teeny tiny... I mean, the chihuahuas, actually, they used to be really culturally relevant in uh, South America, Central America. And they... But they used to be used for, like, the most horrible things, like, like eating them. They use them as, like, um, as a pillow. Um, yeah, like, seriously. I mean, like, these dogs so are being dog used... Dog breeding like, dogs to use as pillows. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I don't know if that's 100% accurate, but <laughs> my ex-girlfriend used to talk about, uh, you know, had, like... She went and really researched it. She's researched the weirdest shit. And um, it was fascinating. But she told me that um, they... Uh, that, you know, like, these these little Mexican chihuahuas being used for, like, everything. Like, you know, like, if you were... And, like, even if you were sick, I think they killed a chihuahua. I don't know. It was, like, a lot of... They didn't have an easy life. Maybe you think they'll just go and kill a chihuahua. I don't know. Okay, I think that probably is going to come out like really super culturally ignorant. But like, I don't know if it's like you know that easy. But it's got a cold. Yeah, it's like it's like oh, I've got a cold. Where's like, where's Tibbles? Like, no, like fucking dogs hiding again. Uh, no, okay, right. So uh, next one. Um, Right, so I'm obviously an extrovert. That's why I do the hands and stuff. Yeah. And you're a bit more introverted, you yeah, say. that's why my, my arms are crossed. Yeah, well, that will be Protecting myself. Yeah, exactly. Look at you, <laughs> like your clothes, body yeah. language, my, my body's like, like, look, look, like stay away from me. You've got to open your arms, yeah. man, open your heart. Yeah. But here's the question is, um, how much crazy are introverts holding in? Because my ex-girlfriend was an introvert and that did not go well. <laughs> like, and I've realised that I've started dating introverts and the pattern is that it goes great until I realise that I'm the only one talking, which isn't new to me, obviously. So, speaking from an introvert's perspective, um, I wouldn't say I'm exactly crazy, but there is a... If you get on the, if you get on the wrong side of me, you'll see there is a lot of crazy right, to I see. I'm a badass. <laughs> I'm a really scary badass. Hey, don't do the list. <laughs> sorry, no, that wasn't about you. Sorry, that wasn't meant... I'm sorry. Uh, it wasn't supposed to be a dig at you. Yeah. Um, it's just fun to say that we're badass. Uh, okay, no... <laughs> my voice with me um but yeah it's so but like okay because i mean i've realized that i think that um and I, i'm not we're generalizing here i know but introverts will tend to bury things and hold on to it mm. a lot longer instead of expelling it and i don't know which yeah i think yeah healthy. i think i think that you're right I, I, like a lot of time when things bother me bother me i don't 
fake straight away are kind of let it build up to the point that I'm going to explode and then you're like oh where did that come from yeah the next time I've yeah. got a black eye and yeah. I'm just like I don't feel like I deserve that like you know like it's just like <laughs> that's the last straw it's like <laughs> I've been holding this back for 10 yeah. years I just kind of like leave a little bit of washing up liquid on the side and you're like boy you're gonna die like because I, I had that with um, with one of my exes she, so I don't mean to we don't have to just always talk about my I know that yeah. I do too much but yeah like like they bottle it like introverts bottle it up bottle it up and then you're sitting there being like everything's going great in our little la la land of love everything's wonderful and oh my god what the fuck happened here it's like, like my, my missus said to me one time like yeah it's like you need to tell me what's, what's wrong with, for example like she, cause she'd be like I don't want you one day you just randomly break up with me and I don't even know why like yeah. you just it yeah, happens. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. It's really scary. She like, cause I, she like, she feels that I don't say what's always on my mind. Yeah, just, you have to say. Cause like, when I mind. get when I get annoyed, I just I don't talk. I just just like go quiet and just don't say anything. Cause I, I don't know. I find like confrontation a bit weird, and I only try to com- com- I have confrontation with people in, in extreme circumstances where like yeah, I'm well, gonna explode. The right. Where I'm gonna definitely explode at you. Like mm-hmm. there's no going back. But like, just to have a little like disagreements. I don't really try. I don't really bother doing that. But I mean, would you say that was because you're an introvert or because you're not a confrontational type of person? Mm, I think it's both, to be honest. Oh, fair yeah. Yeah, I think it's yeah, maybe the part yeah. of the parcel. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, cause I mean, when when like, cause I I used to be quite a lot more sort of close up, especially if you know in situations where, for example. Um, prolonged bullying or something like where you're not yeah. quite you've got nothing necessarily you know like when people chip away at you because they're trying to find out yeah. where your buttons are and um, and then all of a sudden you detonate over something small yeah. but the problem hasn't isn't the fact that and it's very hard to express at the time I think is that it's not um, that you the one thing it's the it's the it's the intent behind it mm. or the way that it feels like the intent behind it is to hurt you or to yeah. get to you but they don't give you like that little moment where you can legitimately snap. And I think that's where the painful manipulation mm. is. But I do think that in situations like where people... Have you ever been in a position where someone where you've been frustrated and angered by somebody, but they haven't... Uh, but then... And you haven't told them, and then all of us... And then like... No, wait, there's a better way to word that. Like where you've surprised somebody by being suddenly very angry at them for something that's gone well, on. That's small or like... Yeah, or like when you've kind of snapped, but then they haven't understood, but then you, they realise that they've come across badly and they didn't mean... That's it. Yeah. That they didn't mean to upset you. Mm, I can't really think of anything like Yeah, weird. Because I definitely have done that to a few yeah. people. Like there was a few people in my work, very sensitive people, yeah. in my opinion. And then I've accidentally pressed all their buttons and the next thing I know is I'm being pulled in for a meeting that I didn't understand at all. Like, I was sitting there and they're like, they're like, yeah, well, um, there's been several complaints actually. I'm like, who the fuck? But <laughs> everyone enough. loves me. Yeah. No, they don't you prick. I've had, um, I've had people at work like that just, just pushing everybody's buttons saying, just, I don't know, they just find it really hard to interact with people and then they're just kind of pissing off everybody gradually mm-hmm. one by one. But is that their fault or is that sort of just who they are and would you sort of approach that differently uh, now? That particular person, I think he went through uh, quite a few things in his life so he kind of altered his personality to the point that yeah, it was very hard to get along with. Oh, yeah. That's quite... That's yeah, so good. It, that's he, caused, he caused problems with a lot of people. Sure. Yeah. What kind of problems? Just um, just all his personality, we just start trouble sourcing that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Like he's angry. People. Like his yeah. internal anger yeah. gets kind of flamed out. Like he'd be like going at people for being late and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. he's not oh, like he's not like a manager or anything. So it's all like, oh right, that's yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah, we have one. Or like just like you know, like like we all work with like we all have colleagues and everything, and it's like the type of colleague that will grasp you up for stuff or try to get oh, you I in trouble. Yeah, that's like yeah. manipulative. Yeah. yeah, that's like that's like yeah, yeah vicious kind of yeah. And always talking person. about people and kind of always into people's business. That with oh. that type of colleague, <laughs> I have this horrible thing where I um, where I kind of interrupt people's conversations, not because I'm trying to um, interrupt people or be anything. I just kind of want to be part of it, mm. and I think that that's kind of like been so misinterpreted over these. I only really understood it recently, um, but it's so fucking annoying. Like it's got to be so annoying for other people, but I'm just socially awkward to the yeah. point where I'm just trying to be loved. I'm like, I'm like let me, like, let me talk to you. I yeah. want to talk to you. I, I want to join in. I can see that. Be, that I see that could be annoying. I could be in the middle of talking about my like, whatever my kids or not. Like, oh yeah, got a new like whatever my son born on the weekend, and then you just come interrupting about something random. <laughs> well, guess who's about to become a godfather? <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Where is he? Hello, you. I think what's worth it is people that kind of. Um, don't let you have your moment in your own story. They kind of just having to one up you whenever you tell a story. There are people like that where, yeah, like I had a colleague at work where you t- you say something happened. For example, say you got hit by a car. Mm. They're like, oh yeah, she was like, oh yeah, my brother also got hit by a car. Oh so god, like, you see that yeah. on, on on YouTube a lot. Not YouTube, sorry, on Instagram and not Instagram even. Sorry, Facebook comments a lot. Yeah, is that you'll see, for example, in my line of work, we see a lot of tragedies. Yeah. And there's always, always, always someone who says something completely erroneous to make it about them. Like, yeah. oh, that's the that's the journey that our, that my Ken goes yeah. down, and you're just like, no, about you. fuck about you. Yeah. Like, this guy just died. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? Like, for example, Kobe Bryant just passed away. We go like, oh, yeah, I take helicopters all the time. Like, I could that could yeah. be me. I got oh. the same type of helicopter. I've also, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm also tall. Yeah. Well, <laughs> great, good for you, son. Like, you know, I've occasionally played basketball. Good, yeah. great. You know, yeah. like, yeah, well, I occasionally. Yeah, I tried up for the Lakers. Yeah, it could have been me. No doubt, no doubt in my mind. I was in the same tryout of Kobe. <laughs> oh, could you imagine that? I mean, oh, you know what's weird is that that someone's claim to fame. Yeah, that I oh, yeah, want. Is, and yeah, like, yeah. Could you imagine though being that famous? Which brings us to the next question: At what point are you? Would what? At what point in growing into becoming a famous person do you think that you would acknowledge that you were famous? Mm, what do you mean like okay so for example if I wrote um, well for example I'm trying to write a book yeah um, and then if that book led to a screenplay and that screenplay yeah. led to something else and the next thing I know is I've got acting credits yada yada yeah. yada so like fame like, like old I think, school fame grows. I think I think for me like the first I would acknowledge being famous is like somebody random stopping me in the street and be like oh you're Marlon from what film so from off point at thirty yeah from off point speaking to existence <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 you're Marlon from whatever there's gonna be like, like seven yeah. people here and our mum's telling us off <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that that would be like probably your first point like that you start realizing oh wow yeah yeah because I think that I think oh that's like a, a, a small level but yeah I think that's when you first start really? they'll grows bigger and bigger. Yeah, it, well, if you don't crash and burn, that yeah, is, or yeah. if you continue producing yeah, content, but yeah. then there's that pressure to continue yeah. producing things, I think that's yeah. quite interesting. Okay, um, next question is, um, what was the the worst life-changing decision that you made without knowing it was a life-changing decision? For example, um, I would not have met my girl, my current girlfriend if she hadn't got on a flight at the same mm. time as I happened to be perusing through Hinge. Um so, or, um, you know, like all those little meat cutes, like I wouldn't, if I'd gone into a different bar the night that I met some other girl. I do have a, I, do have I mean, a, it's not all about women and stuff, but yeah. I do have an interesting take on decision. I, I actually, 
theory. In fact, I actually don't think there's an actual decision we make. Oh, let's get deep. I don't think we actually make decisions. I think we more react. Yeah. To I've, circumstances. But I mean, be, be mostly beyond our control. I don't think. It's, well, yeah, because you decide if you're going like, to go out. Yeah. You would arrange it. That's a decision that's been made in advance. Yeah, but then like, I'm going to go but out. But then there was that. Why were you free? There's a bunch of stuff that led to you being even free that well, night. Because it was a Friday night. Led, you led, led to you having money to go out that night. There's a bunch of stuff that came together all in one to give you that that decision of well, being we are free. Seriously, romanticizing. So when you shit. think, yeah. So when you think about decision, I just think it's more reactionary, really, to be honest, because. I think that like, before we are born, uh, like, like our parents, we were reacting to stuff, p- putting us into circumstances that we had to react to. Yeah. For example, like um, my mum, when I was young, got made redundant from BT. Which, oh, shit. Yeah. Now she got a bunch of money from it. So. Oh, well, not so bad. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least someone got made she to took that, She took that money, moved, well, she chose then, yeah. moved us to um Jamaica. Right. I'm talking about how this influenced me. Now I don't know about her decisions. Yeah. But I'm talking about me. So we moved to Jamaica for a while, for about two years, and then that meant that meant I didn't end up going to the school next to my house. I ended up going to the school down the road. Oh. Yeah. So, so it's like a butterfly came, So yeah. So when I came back to this country, I ended up going to the school down the road from my house, and then that led to me having problems in that school and moving to another school. Yeah. And end up having to go into a shithole secondary school. I said, it, it all, I know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> it all kind of no, led together. And the reason, why, the reason I went to that secondary school because I bumped into my mate that also went to that primary school that kind of filled that decision for me to go to that shit secondary school, where, yeah. which led to me pretty much leaving school with no qualifications. Well, I mean... And then having to... Um, I mean, you also, you know, I mean, like... Go been, to college and get those qualifications leading me to go to university two years later to meeting me, me to meeting you that's randomly so and like, all because some yeah. guy like if, 20, if, 30, 40 yeah. years ago was sitting there with a piece of paper and just chose your mum's name as well instead yeah. of somebody else's so it's just all a reaction it's just all like, so, like my life has just weird. been non-stop reactions really so it's not like I didn't sit down and go so I'm going to make all like these fate, yeah. then again I, though that does come back to a decision yeah. there is, there is that basic there is basic decision that I'm going to put these shoes on but I think a lot of a lot of big decisions you make in life is pretty much you didn't have the choice to do it it's like you everything was so, so in leaning to one side you only had like one one choice really yeah because I mean I, I know that a lot of people probably put that would sort of describe that as fate yeah. or maybe God's will or something yeah. along those lines which is more or less the same concept but I think, though, that because, um, I mean, do you find that that lack of autonomy, that belief of a lack of autonomy, does that um, does that give you, does, does that make you feel more or less liberated? Personally? Mm, to be honest, I don't really think about it like that. It's just a theory I have and I, I, I kind of leave it there. I, I still act like I'm making decisions. I don't go, oh, I'm just going to. Well, you're going to be married uh, soon, yeah, so you don't yeah. have to make that many. Yeah, so I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah, I don't just kind of float. I don't go around floating around in life thinking, oh, I kind of have no choice in anything. I kind of still act like I have choice. But yeah, I do have the theory that choice is kind of a myth. I think it's a stressor because yeah. I think that in the positions I've been in in the past where. Um, I think one of the problems they say that you know people who are quite intelligent they get depression very easily they get yeah. anxiety very easily uh, but of course it happens to everybody but one of the market but people who are highly intelligent tend to have that much more yeah. I think that that's a lot to do with having that urge to uh, to make a decision or seeing so many options and then choosing one or like that kind of thing but I found that in life um, one of the things that I have that is very easy to sort of ignore when you're particularly when you're stressed out particularly when you're facing 
a major life change is that actually uh, you forget that to do nothing is also an option and also not that you should always do nothing but that um that, i mean the situations that i've ever been in i really wish i'd just gone with what i felt like mm. so for example um if i had um if i because i think you get that very strong feeling that this is kind of feels like the right thing to do but then you listen to other people or you listen to your thoughts and things and you end up going with a decision that may not necessarily have had a, as positive an outcome mm. for example i wish that i had left my last job a bit sooner um than i did because it led to a lot more stress and i knew that it was a sinking ship um but and i've had multiple situations like that which i haven't really learned from um because each situation is marginally different and therefore, but it feels the same. And I think that maybe listening to that feeling of this is the right thing to do, even if it's a weird thing yeah. to do. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to kill someone because I want to, because <laughs> that would be, you know, probably not the right thing to do. Although, <laughs> yeah, I mean, 50% of murders don't get away with it. I'm not advocating that, murder. Is that actually the percentage? I, I, I think that, you know, I don't I mean, think that's the there's quite a high percentage of people who yeah. get away with it. And also, in, the, in Britain? Well, anywhere, really. It depends on technology, and I yeah. think that you know, while police try their best, they're not omniscient. No, they're not, credit. No, I mean, I know not. that I bashed them at the previous yeah. episode, and in that little draft, things got told off. Yeah, <laughs> but I do think, like in twenty, I do think in twenty twenty, Britain, it must be really hard to get away with committing a crime. Oh hell no! All you got to be doing is wearing a hat. That's yeah. how the guys who stole my motorbike got away with it. Yeah, one of them was wearing a hat. And but how much, how much resources do they put into a stolen motorbike instead of well, maybe more zero. murdered? I mean, they got in the way of their investigation to get murdered in the street. It depends how much resources. Yeah, but I think if they really want to solve a, like a, a murder, for example, they can. Like, not like, really. Like okay, they're like okay, you got murdered on this street. Let's look at all the cameras in the neighbourhood. Yeah, but then you've got to prove one hundred percent. Yeah, like my brother had his motorbike. Uh, not motorbike. He got his cycle bike stolen. Yeah. The guy had a tattoo. They saw him on the camera. Yeah. They saw the tattoo on his arm. But how much? The guy said that's not my tattoo. Yeah. You can't prove that it. it's the same. But back, like back to what I said, how much resources are they going to put into? Um, Solving your bike, your well, it was bike. A, I mean, stolen. again, like he'd already found the guy. Yeah. He knew who it was. Yeah. He'd found the. But how much? Re- how much? Yeah, but how much? Well, all the police effort, had to do was how much effort are they going to put into that? As opposed to little Johnny getting murdered down the street. If little Johnny got murdered, I mean, yeah. it depends again on who little Johnny is. That's true as well. Because I mean, That's if little Johnny's true. a wealthy Johnny, yeah. then he's probably going to be more wor- yeah. worthy. You know, it's going to be worth the time. more of it because it's going to be more press. Yeah, there's going to be more pressure on the police yeah. to solve that. But I also think that you know, I mean, though, though that could be inaccurate because. Yeah. I think every murder is probably treated the same way, yeah. but I mean, there is a lot of factors, and I know this from criminology that um, that lead to the perfect murder. So, yeah. for example, I know that um, that if uh, if I murdered my wife, I'm less likely to get away with it than if I murdered a complete stranger, yeah. because there's no link to me and a stranger yeah, exactly. that can be discerned. But that's what the police will, yeah. you know, will instinctively go with. Yeah, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to question everyone she knew. Yeah. Then they're going to question well, they act, like, whoever's. Then they're going to logical. It's logical because you have to establish a motive. Yeah, and if there is no motive, if I walk down the street and just like murder somebody, yeah, but then also you have to like counting as well like um technology as well like the phones or like our phones giving away locations everywhere we go now well yeah records. if you go if you like for, for example with iphone if you go into preferences it has all your recent locations it's ready you've already um knows my home address i never put my home address in my phone it yeah. really knows because i sleep Spend here time, yeah, yeah a lot here that this is my home address it, it knows my work address so like your phone is always giving you away so like there's stuff like that so i don't, I don't think it's possible for you to like 
It is on the spare, your phone at home. Yeah, yeah oh, that's what I mean. On the spare of the moment, go down the street and kill somebody. Just you can just leave your phone at home. Yeah, but that's if you that's premeditated. I'm talking about on the spare of the moment, walking down the street. Yeah, streets. but I mean, yeah. again, but yeah, also if you're planning to go out and kill somebody, but there's no yeah, reason why you couldn't be there as well. Yeah, and also what I found, actually, you know what? Um, going to that point, at what point? Okay, so another question. Um, at what what is like now with like the way that we're tracked on our phones yeah. and the data that's accumulated around it, yeah. around it, and all those, I think it's like five, five thousand, five hundred or five thousand points of data is what Cambridge Analytica used to determine what decision and what we're going to do next. Um, there's this really quite scary documentary about it. I can't remember what it was called though, um, but I watched about twenty minutes of it because I'm not patient. Um, but point is that um, if I, as a human, as an individual actor, gathered that much information on somebody. I would probably be locked up as a stalker <laughs> and I want to know why it's acceptable for companies to unwittingly take away, take all of that stuff and kind of hint at roughly what they're doing. For example, um, I try, I wanted to unlock my um, internet um, so that I could watch adult material on my own phone <laughs> and they asked for my passport number and Your or passport? my passport or my driver's license number Fuck so that they could verify that I was able to. to what you on? Uh, GifGav. Oh, fuck. And it was really creepy. Really? Yeah, it took me two days to say yes to it because we, we didn't have any Wi-Fi. Um, and it was, <laughs> I'd like to say two days. I mean two nights. Um, but, like, me. but yeah, it's. But my point is that it, it's scary because they've asked, and I think Zuckerberg once said, um, in order to get all of this data, all he actually did was ask for it. Yeah. And well, that is that box on the in any app or any website. Is like, do you agree? Nobody reads that box. Yeah, but they hide it as well. Yeah. I mean, like for example, um, and I think there's some that are really super creepy about the way they do it. Amazon, for example, keeps trying to push me into going for Amazon Prime. There's oh. no reason for me to do that. Yeah, did I tell you what happened to me when I was at uni? No, I haven't. Because obviously that box is very easy to tick. Yeah. So I was like, I just looked oh, at my I account. Well. I looked at my account, there's that 50 quid missing. I'm like, what's going on here? Mm. And then and then I, um, I called at Amazon, I'm thinking it's fraud or something. Yeah. And I, I called at my bank, first of all, thinking it's fraud. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we get these calls all the time. You need to call Amazon and uh, refund your money. But it's then, such an effort. And then I called at Amazon. They're like, oh, yeah, so, yeah, uh, there you go. Here's your money back. Yeah, they don't pay you any yeah. extra for the fact they've completely <laughs> tricked you into doing something. Yeah. They get it all the time, like yeah. you said. Like, it happened to me as well. Like, yeah. It happened to me twice. Happened to my mum as well. It's like, fucked up. Yeah. And, like, when it's an old lady yeah. who doesn't really keep an eye on, not just an old lady, but anyone who yeah. doesn't keep an eye on. Like, like, it's one of those situations where you, when you have money, you don't notice it. And then it's only when your money starts getting low, you're like, oh, let me check my yeah. what's going or on. It gets the payday, yeah. and you're like, wait, actually, hang about. Why yeah. is, you know, why aren't these ones and zeros added? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fucked up. And yeah. it's like, but this is money. And most, and I think all. All of these subscription services rely on the fact that you're too lazy to cancel it. Yeah. And they make it difficult to cancel. Like, for example, when you come out of Amazon Prime, even though, you know, I mean, the free trial was ended and it's like, and it says stuff like, no, I don't want super happy special, special super deals that are offered on, you know, that, uh, that are on offer to me as an Amazon Prime customer. Instead, I want this shit, this shit like all the other mortals. And you're like, well, no, I just want to not spend £7 on a, yeah. you know, or like £10, £15, or whatever it Although is. Although that being said, I do now have Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, but would you, well, and the other, well, I mean, I don't know, because it, it depends on that, on the quality of service and whether or not you want it, but well, originally I've, you didn't want now, it. But now they have um, extra stuff to give you, like, they've got the TV, like, like, like it's like their own Netflix. But for free. Not for oh yeah, no, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now also when I order stuff, I get it the next day. So if I order something even now, well, I just order stuff today, and I so, don't get it. Yeah, yeah so. but then again, I mean, it's, but that relies on your impatience. Yeah. It doesn't rely on, and like you know, like. For but example, I've, but the thing I've chose to have it. 
Yeah, well, that's it. You've chosen it, but yeah. I haven't. Yeah. I, I've chosen not to. Mostly because uh, the missus gave me a password and mm-hmm. now I can get it for free anyway, so fuck it. Um, okay, so next question. Um, do you ever worry what you sound like to others? What do you mean, though? Um, as in, like, okay, so uh, in my own head, I can hear one voice. And when we do these recordings, it sounds different to how I sound because it's slightly less hum. Mm. Um and it's kind of weird that I will never hear an original version of my bo- of my own voice in the same way that, for example, I will never know um, what sex feels like as a woman. Um, or huh? <laughs> death surgery. Yeah, yeah, we'll go from one to the other. <laughs> you're still not going to feel like yeah. you know because you're never going to know what those like, yeah. unless you, I, I don't know. I guess maybe in the future, but like everything's in the future. <laughs> but um, so repeat that again. So um, where is it? Um, what do you actually sound like versus what you think you sound like? Because I know that I'm... So you're saying, are you saying like recordings, for example, what we're doing now is not an accurate... Of, it of is, how we but sound. if we recorded this 30 years ago, it would sound different as well. What, based on technology or based, well, based on... Based on, yeah, technology, but also based, based on, on the fact that... No, <laughs> no, just based on the fact that your brain hears stuff differently yeah. when you're saying it because your, your mouth is there. Yeah. So, like, you know, like... I'm never going to know what I sound like to my girlfriend and okay. she's never going to know what she sounds like to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why I worry about that, but it's That's not something I ever really worry about. I remember um, when I first started recording, I didn't like the sound of my voice. But, yeah. But after a while, you get used to it. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the reasons I don't yeah. listen to them in full half the time <laughs> because I'm just embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> okay, right. Next one. Um, oh, okay. So... Um, we're both at a stage in life where our girlfriends are starting to think about babies for us. Sorry, fiancés. And, uh, you know, like, the, the the topic of having a child in the next five to ten years is coming up. Yeah. Um, and that's something that, obviously, I didn't really experience for a few years in between Indonesian culture, where they have that kind of lot more early on. I think in Indonesia and Asian cultures in general, there's a greater drive yeah. to have kids sooner yeah. rather than later. Like, you know, 22 years old with three kids is normal. Um 27 years old you're a spinster if you don't have a husband yeah. and um, people as soon as I had a girlfriend were like oh when are you going to get married I'm not for like In, 10 years yeah. maybe I don't know I still don't really know her middle name <laughs> off by heart straight away you know um, <laughs> but my point this question is more um, yeah it's about kids like I want to know if do you think that your kid will be your idea of cool what do you mean? okay so I imagine having a kid and I imagine like sort of um, you know, like taking him out on my motorbike um, when the missus isn't looking, um, or um, them enjoying similar things to me. But I know that the reality of it, it might um, be completely different. Yeah, and because they're a completely different person to me, and also it depends on their impression of me as to whether or not we get to do fun stuff together. Like yeah. I know that my dad, for example, probably had those images about me quite a lot, and I feel that that's actually quite sad in a way because there's me coming out there being like, you know, as a teenager, like, ah, oh, fuck everyone. But um, that's not what he envisaged. Yeah. And um, he envisaged me being a uh, cricket player. Because when I was little, my dad came in with this cricket bat. Like, I was born. I'd just been born. A dad runs off, comes back in with a crate of champagne, gives all, gets everyone on the ward shit-faced, um, and screams the words, the steed line continues, which is adorable. <laughs> um, which, you know, I mean, that's the first thing I heard my dad say, which is a bit of pressure to start with. And, like, it's like, well, you know... Was in the ITU. Um, anyway, so um, yeah, so he runs back home. He gets this. Uh, he, he goes into his tool shed and he comes up with his teeny tiny little 
brown uh, cricket bat yeah. and he comes up to me puts it in my hand and goes see it's happening <laughs> you know like it'll happen soon yeah. but I never turned out to be a crickety type of person um, so never was into it um, yeah well, I, a bit but I find any sort of well, I like sports but I find that I just kind of found it quite intimidating because we've got because um, we play in the garden and I wouldn't be able to hit it that far because yeah. the garden um, but we've got the cricket field that's just down the way and I always thought that's where the adults play yeah. but then as I've grown up I've grown up being like oh that's a little bit of a big thing for big people yeah. and I've and to be honest with you they throw that ball really hard at each other and I'm just like oh, yeah I think I just get scared yeah, that ball, I mean, that ball, that bit, ball could but, kill you <laughs> yeah exactly I'm not, I'm not taking a ball to the head for fun you know like I don't like I don't want to get hurt like, it'd be yeah. ridiculous I'm just going to steal all their sandwiches um, which is what we used to do which was great the thing is though you never know how your kid's going to turn out anyway like you don't know you might not get along with your kid. Your kid, you and your kid might have nothing in common. So, That'd be weird. Yeah, you never but, know. And then is that your fault, or is that just biological, or what is that? Because who knows? That like, it could be like genetic, could be anything really. You could don't be know. The yeah, because <laughs> two sets, there's two sets of G- DNA coming together. You don't know what you're gonna get. <sighs> Scary, isn't it? Yeah. But I can't imagine because like, you've got to love them unconditionally either way. So no matter who, what happens, I guess. I mean, obviously, I know that your dad left when he was when you were young, but yeah. like, you still kind of, like, in my opinion, or at least the way that I figured it would go, is that, uh, you know, you love them unconditionally, not like a cat, but, you know, like, you kind of, you know, you have a bit of responsibility yeah. there. And I think that um, no matter who you are or no matter what happens, you still they are still part of your life, no matter yeah. whether you like it or not. But, like, you know, like, at what point does, do you, I mean, I can't. Imagine like just admitting to yourself that you don't like your own kid. It's like, yeah, he's, he actually is a shit. Like, like, Complete twat. Yeah, it's like, it's like you know, like, he's been arrested like 14 times yeah. and it's not my fault. I genuinely don't know. Like, you know, like, it's like, I, like, who gets arrested for that? Like, why? Or like, you know, like, or like Gary Glitter's family, for example. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't imagine they're particularly proud of him, but someone's got to love him unconditionally. Yeah. And it's also stuff like, um, like Guy Fawkes. So um, in the beginning of V for Vendetta, it shows the execution of Guy Fawkes. Yeah. And in the crowd, there's this woman crying and because she loves him. And that has been one of the biggest cinematic things for me in my head. Because it really got me thinking about, like, you know, even the people who are being executed for heinous crimes are still loved by somebody. Mm, some people, I guess, yeah. Well, yeah. but Some like, people. Some people don't. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, but then again, I feel sorry for those people. Yeah. Because I mean, imagine spending your whole life and nobody loves you. It's yeah. like, ah. Cause I, and I bet because no one loves you they don't take the time to tell you why you're an asshole <laughs> like, okay nobody likes you because you keep killing their cats yeah. <laughs> like, so what you, are you asking is there ever a point that you could get where like you completely hate your kids or yeah you know, like or where you just realise that you, have you to cut don't them. like them yeah uh, I would say hate well, hate's too strong yeah. hate and love are a bit intertwined but like that simple acceptance of the fact that you can st- yeah, I, think you can, I think you can dislike somebody but still love them yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can dislike your kid, but like, you but like love if you them. if you stop loving them, because like actually I know that's unthinkable. But then that's weird because it's yeah. unthinkable. Anyway, right. Well, that's a bit too. That got deep in their own <laughs> question. All right, here's one. Let a bit lighter. How do you apologize to an animal? <laughs> do I look like the type of person that apologizes to animals? I don't know what that kind of person would look like. <laughs> to me, you look like the kind of person who probably would. I mean, if you kicked a dog. I'm going to say sorry to a dog. Well, I don't know, because I mean, I stepped on my dog's foot the other day, because I, I, I work nights sometimes, so walk in there, walked on, walked past the dog, and it was in dark, because I didn't want to wake anyone up, I accidentally woke the whole house up, because I stepped on the dog's foot, and I was trying to apologise, but I don't know, like, how do they know if you're sorry? Because I'm like, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 
fed him loads of treats because I'm not a dick. But what did your dog do? Nothing. I, it just sort of sat there, looked at me like, dude, the fuck? Uh, was, that's how I interpret it. But she was looking at me like... Why didn't you just continue going on about your business? Because she was hurt. I hurt my dog. I stepped on her foot. She, she yelped. And then everyone's got the lights on. It's horrible. But how do you say sorry to a dog? You don't. <laughs> but like, I don't want her to dislike me. You didn't do it on purpose. Well, yeah, but how would you convey that either? Just go. You can't just shrug at a dog. The dog doesn't understand <laughs> shrugging. Like, you know, like it's... Dog doesn't understand your apology. Well, yeah, the dog's like crying in the corner, man. I mean, like, you know, like, I mean, I can't, I don't like hurting things. Yeah. Like, you have to sit in there and like, I'm so sorry. Like, you your, know... dog, your dog feels the pain. Not, you don't know what the words you're coming out your mouth are. Yeah, but that's the problem. Because yeah. they know what, but they're intelligent enough to know what sit means. Yeah. You know, so they understand a bit, but like, you know, like, sorry isn't one that you really teach them as a puppy, is it? You know, sorry, like, oh, yeah, the application of an apology in this situation means that I have no longer got any bad feelings towards you, good sir. Don't know what to tell you. I just, it just bothers me. It just does. Um, Okay, so uh, next one. When have you, do you think you've accidentally or unwittingly been the closest to death? So if, for example, you have cancer, you know that you're kind of close to death at that point. Mm. Generally accepted that it's not in in the sort of pro-life thing, but... And like, I guess if the piano falls behind you, but there must have been moments in life where we've come completely so close to death and been completely oblivious to it. And I'm just thinking, because I ride a motorbike here half the time when we're not drinking wine. <laughs> um, like, shouldn't wink, we should edit the window. <laughs> um, yeah, like, it's, um, it does occur to me that there will be times, for example, when a screw in, you know, in my it, a screw could come loose and I could die, mm. um, or something simple like that. But like, I wonder how many times, it, like, you know, a pebble has missed me that I haven't seen, and if it hit me just like if it had been an inch close to my head, then I'd be dead. Have you been close? To, you, is there, have, have there been times that you've been actually close to death? Like on the way here, just in general. Oh yeah, life, definitely in life. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the risks that we used to take on the roads in Indonesia, for example, I literally came from about the same distance between me and you to an oncoming vehicle and the other guy and, the, and there was two lorries coming this way and we're on a mountain road and I nearly got sandwiched and out there you're dead yeah. you know like your jungle roads you're dead um, and obviously you know I mean I ride reasonably carefully but it's never the rider it's always the other person um, so today I've been riding around a little bit I've done about three hours on the road today Yeah. Um, and about two people have kind of tried, almost swept me um, some asshole came out of uh, a T junction, and I had to swerve around him. Um, and like you know, and there have been multiple times. And but you take it in your stride because you have to. Uh, it's part of the parcel of being a biker, and it's also one of the reasons why I backseat drive like crazy when my girlfriend's <laughs> driving because I'm really hyper aware of all of these dangers. I'm like a little rabbit in the front seat. She hates it um, because it sounds like I'm backseat driving, but actually I'm just trying to save her life. Mm. But um, I think that the I mean, obviously, it's a bit of a redundant question because you can't know about stuff you don't know about. Yeah. But equally, I reckon there's going to be at least like three times when, like, for example, if I've taken an extra step, I'd have fallen in a well or well, not a well. Well, they say that sometime in life where oh, if you like, if you if you if you've caught that bus or if you caught that train, you could have died. There's, yeah. Like, there's, there's, there's multiple occasions in life, I think, where oh, people didn't get on the seven. If, if you're five, if you're five minutes earlier. Or five minutes later, 
if you wanted to work that day, you, know, you could have been hit by a car. Yeah, that's you, why I always take solace yeah. in being five minutes late to work. Yeah. Like, hey, could have died. Especially on the boat again. Like, or because of that five minutes he died, you don't know. There's multiple, there's multiple. Or if you, like, there's multiple occasions like that of only you were five minutes late. Yeah. Yeah. Then only you slept in five minutes. Yeah, and it's the one occasion yeah. when, and you're like, yeah, yeah. bollocks it yeah. is, bollocks it's, it is. The one occasion yeah. I was late, I didn't yeah. go to the World Trade Center at that time. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, really? Really? There's was that no, the one there's, occasion there's multiple, you were late? There's multiple occasions where you probably could have died if you was a little bit early, a little bit late. A little bit slower, a little bit faster. Like, yeah, multiple occasions in life. Hmm. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think um, sticking with the philosophy thing, next one on the list. We are smashing these out, aren't we? <laughs> High five. You don't like this, do you? Compared no. to the normal. <laughs> Tough shit. Do you want to read one? No. Okay, <laughs> next one. Um, um, is the concept of karma and forgiveness just a ruse set up by arseholes to make the rest of us not only let them get away with it, um, but also uh, feeling a bit smug about it ourselves for being the bigger man when actually uh, we just look like idiots and we're like so for example the whole turn the other cheek thing I know that um, you know like if you stop turning the other cheek and you say actually no and then beat the shit out of the person yeah. obviously violence is the only true power that's why yeah I mean like, well among other things but violence really is the ultimate power uh, power of life and death Um so do you think that karma or like, oh, you know, like if someone, for example, if someone slapped you in the face and you're like, you know what, I'm going to, I could kill you, but I won't because <laughs> karma will get you anyway. I'm not sure how much I believe in karma anymore. I used to believe and I used to believe that, um, especially for me, I used to believe that um, I'm going to pay for everything I've, bad that I've done in my life. So I kind of that's like, a lot of pressure. Yeah, so I thought like I mean I was at uni with you, mate. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah, so I was, yeah, there's times it. I'm like, yeah, I've done I've done this and I'm like, I know I'm gonna have to pay for this at some point in my life. But um I just like we I've been watching a lot of interviews with um on flat T V. Um about we've interviewed the mob not recently. Mm. No, he's a hip he's a kind of a hip hop like YouTube channel. Mm. But now he's started interviewing people from the mafia. Like Shit. people that kind of snitched and kind of got um I bet they're not on em- camera I bet there's a lot of no, shadows no, no, on that one no they're on camera they're on camera yeah how did he find them if the mob didn't I don't know but anyway yeah they've got like immunity for certain things that like informing and all that and so it's talking to one recently that's killed a bunch of people he's just there talking like yeah I killed this person I killed that person he's talked to, he's talked to a, a few other people that's got an immunity for like killing six people that's like a yeah. real kick in the teeth yeah. for six people and I'm thinking yeah and I'm just thinking like, oh, yeah they're karma yeah exactly <laughs> people walking around like, <laughs> Like that's that's ridiculous, yeah. and like, and then they're perfectly happy to go around. But yeah. like, I can't get my head around that. And also, like, and there's, there's people out there in the world that's probably killed multiple people. Is that like, yeah. yeah? And that's yeah. just one of those things. And also, if you're a soldier, to kill somebody is okay. Mm. But if you're a citizen who's killing somebody in the exact same yeah. circumstance, but they haven't, but you haven't been given a gun, then that's not okay. Yeah. And I don't understand why there's a. Well, I understand that there would be a difference if, you know, but like in terms of sort of thou shalt not kill. It's still killing somebody. Yeah. So no matter which way you kind of frame it, and the fact that we have to frame it multiple ways, you're still committing the ultimate sin. Yeah. You're still killing somebody. Yeah. I think there's people out there that just don't get what's coming to them. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I can't, like, you know, Donald Trump. Yeah. No. Know, I'm going to be an asshole my entire life, and now he's the president of the United States yeah. and doing a great job. Is he? Fuck. Um, okay. Um, what's the most British thing you've ever done? I don't know. <laughs> no, the point where you're like, oh, fuck, I am English. 
cup of tea, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, um, what else we got? Is it more socially acceptable to kiss a baby on the lips or a dog? Sadly, I think it's probably more socially acceptable to kiss a dog on the uh, 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 yeah dog on the lips. I think. What if it's your baby? Mm. And not like full on Frenchie, as in like. Mwah. Yeah, that's different. Kissing your baby on the lips is different, but I mean like yeah, if it was just to, like kiss a dog. Look, I think okay. it's probably more socially acceptable than to go if I saw a baby in the park or something. Oh, that's cute, baby, and kissing on the lips. That would probably be because yeah, you'd be in jail within about twenty minutes. <laughs> you know, like, that's a nine 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 call yeah. right there. When you put it that way, it'd be like a. But like, if it's your nephew, yeah. What's a little bit of. I think that's weird, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't do yeah. it, but actually, but that's the point. You'd never think about it. Cause yeah. I know that I was with a friend of mine, and um, she was holding her niece, and the niece started crying. It was a teeny tiny baby, and this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen anybody do. She licked the tear off the baby. That's weird. It was weird. Yeah. It's not just me being like... No, that's weird. I'm not shaming anybody here, trying, to, weird. trying to embarrass anybody, but... It was weird. It's weird. It's not just me. Yeah, it's very weird. But then... There's no reason for anybody to lick a tail off a baby. Yeah, I, I can't get my head around it still. I mean, I, you know, I still, we're still very, very good friends, but... Yeah. yeah. You cut her off. I'm not going to cut her <laughs> off. I'm not cutting anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm perfectly... I don't have enough people that I can cut anyone cut, off. Cut her off. I don't have enough friends. <laughs> you know, like, I would have cut her off by now. Like. <laughs> And after the last I ever spoke to that person. Yeah, no, it's like, it's like the story I'd be like, telling. Like, they just look up like, we can't be friends anymore, can we? No, no, we can't. If you ever look a baby in, in my present, I'd be like, Lev, you know what's going to happen Yeah, I mean, right, um, I've already changed my number on you. Yeah, but, no, but like, yeah, it's like, it's like, can I just borrow your phone? Just delete, 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 chat history, Facebook next. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to cut things here um, because it's gone on too long and we're quite tired. Exhausted. Uh-huh. So stay tuned for part two coming soon. Bye.